Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Good Buds Podcast, a show about the Toronto Maple Leafs, not weed, but weed is tight. My name is Joey Belfiore, and I'm here with Andrew Bascom. Uh, Andrew, this is episode one. Episode one. How's it wow. going? Oh, I, I am so excited. I'm so excited. This long, this long project of you and I just being friends and talking leaves is finally coming to fruition, and we're, we're offering it to the rest of the world now. Yeah, I mean, we feel like Leafs Nation can sometimes be a little, uh, overreactive or a (laughs) little negative a Um, little yeah and and we just figured let's come at a conversation in a positive way in a rational way and not just try to be super hot takey like a lot of leafs media in a way so that's that's kind of why we started this podcast but also just because like we talk leafs all the time we We do thousands of texts (laughs) and it was just like where can we put this this is also for us, you know? Yeah, this is this is for us. This is a complete vanity project in which we want to do this for you, and now you have to suffer for it. You know what? The thing is, the Leafs are the biggest team in the world, and yet, uh, at least in hockey, and and yet people will make fun of you for cheering for the Leafs, and that's because there's this aura of negativity around it. Come on. Why wouldn't we have fun cheering for Leafs? Why wouldn't we have fun cheering for this team that we love so much? We're going to do that. We're going to do it on a podcast, and hopefully you at home, hopefully you listening while you're commuting or running on the treadmill or doing whatever you do when you listen to podcasts are also cheering for the Leafs and can uh, be part of the conversation. Yeah, and I mean, people also hate us because there's what false hope. I guess every yeah. single year, no matter what. But <laughs> but I mean, is that hope so false? I, I is that hope so false, Andrew? I, see, that is you're getting into a great thesis of what this podcast is. Is that false so hope? I I you know what is hope? that false so hope? <laughs> so good. <laughs> you know what kind of still works. I I, I will say, and I you know so. what. We are going, starting this podcast as we are, you know, we're going to be one of the favorites, top five favorites in the league to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> God, I am so excited to be talking to the Leafs with you, man. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, we're going to be on every single week, all season long, and yep. uh, we're just going to go through the ride, man. Like, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of different emotions, as it always is, uh, and I'm ready for it. Highs and lows. It's October, baby. I know. It's so funny that Leafs, that can just elicit that emotion for you. We've been talking to Leafs for months now, and there's been nothing but just signings and front office dealings and things like that, and that's where we can start, I guess. We can just start with what's happening in the news right now. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of midway through training camp. We're, we're underway, and uh, you know, the Leafs had a back-to-back against Montreal on the weekend and went well, two wins. But I mean, we're not here to take too much stock in preseason wins or losses. We just kind of want to see what's going on and and what we like and what's encouraging. And I mean, something that jumps out right away is just, man, Fraser Minton and Matthew Nyes on that weekend were electric. They played so well together. Uh, Matthew Nyes with goals and back-to-back games. Fraser Minton with three points in two games. You know what? I I was watching uh, Sheldon Keefe's post-game and – what he said on Minton Speaks Out, he goes, one of the most talkative guys on the bench mm. is not fluffy. Yeah. He's coaching. His development from last year to now is remarkable. Yeah. I think this is a guy that that is something we can look forward to in the future. I'm not saying anything like throw him into the lineup right now. Yeah. Um, Fraser Minton was a first-round pick, a doobie first-round pick a couple years back, and, and this is just good news for the future, encouraging to see some of the stuff, some of the stuff you want to see in the preseason. Well, totally. You know, it's the Leafs are in a very interesting position where this is all kind of gold. We know roughly what the lineup's going to look like, at least 95% of it. And so somebody, you know, having an amazing training camp, and if you are a 
Ottawa Senator or something like that. Yeah, you know what? You might be going like, holy shit, he might make the lineup. This is going to be really good. He's not, but this is just more encouraging that the development system is working, that the drafting from a previous regime worked, you know, to some capacity, and that we have more people. We have depth in the lineup, you know, when when eventually an older roster, uh, you know, turns over. So, you know, it's just, it's exciting all over, but nice. Holy God, Joey. I just... I am the guy that was like, hey, everyone needs to relax. Like, enough drinking the Budnizer. You know, we all got to just chill out for a second. He's going to play fourth line minutes and blah, blah, blah. And then you watch the fucking preseason games and you're like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, I, he looks so good with Nylander. You know, like, oh, man. It's just, it's all over for my hope now at this point. Keith even said he picked up right where he left off. Yeah. And, and this is a guy who came in after college and just kind of fit right in with the group. And, and you just expect and continue hope that continues and, and he's yeah. going to get top nine minutes. Obviously we'll see where he kind of slots into the lineup. But as we know, Keith likes to juggle. Um, he does. There, there's no sense in trying to predict what's going to be the lineup night to night, week to week, because Keith just likes to move things around. I know, but yeah, Matthew Nyes is a young kid who's going to make the team and, and that's exciting because he's that is- a massive man. Oh, he, it's so exciting. It's so exciting if he can be the next prospect that was supposed to come in. His stature, you know, I, I know also the way that this team plays, as opposed to like what I think the general consensus of this team is uh, for people that are, you know, half in, half out fans is like, oh, there are just a bunch of talented guys that kind of don't work hard or don't work in the corners or whatever. They're all skilled players. And it really isn't true because this is one of the best defensive teams in, in hockey. And I think we'll continue to be, even though we we've, we have some losses defensively. If Matthew Nyes can play, third line minutes, second line minutes and be taking, you know, working on the kill and working on these things. It just shows he's a really well-rounded player in, on top of being a very good physical and, you know, offensive skill. So I, I just, it's just encouraging all over that he is this well-rounded and that he might be taking a legitimate step in his first full season in the NHL. Yeah. It's something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, a lot of injuries though, something not to look forward to mm. on the Leafs front right now. They've got three notable guys banged up. Uh, Connor Timmons is, Kind of the the most significant yeah. of the injuries, I guess, right now a, a low body injury, low body injury, and Sheldon says he's week to week for sure. So that that probably means multiple weeks, yeah. Um, which is kind of frustrating. No, it's it's just it's it's upsetting because yeah, yeah, I'm not disappointing because I mean, like, I don't think Connor Timmins. I think he was going to be that sixth or seventh defenseman. So it, right. it's just kind of upsetting for him uh, to lose out on that opportunity this year, at least to start the year. So yeah. we'll see how long he's out for. Well, this just um, such an important time, especially as you're getting chemistry with your teammates and stuff. And and we had both, you and I have both talked about his chance of playing more minutes, especially with an older defensive core, you know, with Giordano and who knows what's going to happen with Klinberg here a little bit. But, you know, if he was going to take those steps, these probably would have been important weeks, let's say. So it is a little bit deflating where you're like, oh, that's too bad. You know, even though he's very yeah. talented and very young so we'll see what happens but you know. yeah he's a point machine man it's it's really so is. funny like it, it it's pretty every time he's in the lineup for some he has an assist or he has a goal it's just like all of a sudden you're like why is Connor Timmons producing at the rate he's producing at but then yeah he is that sixth to seventh guy because he just he, he doesn't fit in the lineup just yet right another injury we are following is Callie Yarncroke he Originally, it was undisclosed, and he just said in his media availability that it was a twisted neck. But Keith said he's going to play for sure later in the week. He's just <laughs> not ready yet. Um, I think he'll be there for opening day. I yeah. know there's been some like crazy rumors about his contract needing to go to get under the cap for the beginning of the regular season. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, 
I'm going to leave that to Mr. Brandon Pridham <laughs> and, and Mr. Big Tree. What, what's with the tree living thing? Because now it's tree living, not tree living. And I'm like, I, you know what? I, I don't have time for this. He's already going by tree. So what do you want from me here? Big tree. Big tree. Uh, yeah, tree. Big shoots. <laughs> Everyone's so big. Get in busy front tree office. living. Get busy tree dying. <laughs> I think uh, there's many, many nicknames for for that man, oh, and I'm I'm looking forward to many years of of coming up with some of them. Yes, I you know what? Like we have a new we have a new front office. All I can say is I hope they do great, and I hope we win lots of games. That's the only thing I can hope for. With new, there's real stepdad <laughs> energy around him, but I I I you know he's he's our new dad. And you're like okay, I love you. I, I hope we get lots of gifts. So uh, big tree, yes, <laughs> please deliver. Uh, one of Big Tree's acquisitions in the offseason, John Klingberg, is apparently yeah. nursing a minor injury. Um, weird. When Keith was asked about this one, he said he's not going to skate for for a bit, but they think he'll cor- turn the corner really quickly. Mm. Um, I wonder if he's going to get in in the preseason or in the, these last few preseason games. Uh, but, I mean, game one is October 11th. It's still a week, just over a week away. So I, I think if, if, if he's going to turn the corner quickly, I'm assuming that he's going to be in that opening day lineup. Mm-hmm. But something to monitor going forward. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, Klimberg in general, you know, I, as you, as we keep going on with this podcast and as you keep listening, hopefully you'll find out that like Klimberg, the Klimberg signing is the one of the ones that I have felt the most unsure about just because you could see the upside. You could see the painting on the wall where you're like, Oh man. Yeah. Okay. I could see why this really works. We trade a little bit of defense, a little bit, maybe a lot of defense for a good amount of offense and more sustained, you know, pressure, especially with that hell of a shot uh, from the blue line. I, God, he's, he's getting old. He's kind of old and he's already hurt. And you're like, uh, I, I want to, I want this to work out. So, uh, you know, it's obviously a little bit, it's, it's nothing major, thank God, but you know, it is a little bit worrisome. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Leafs Nation is pretty, I guess this was the signing that, well, other than Reeves, I Reeves, guess, but this yeah, was but the <laughs> signing that, that everyone was kind of puzzled about. But for me, it's just, we've watched, yes, I understand we had a top five power play last year. And we've, we've had a very good power play in the yes. regular season. I would just like to see, and what we are going to see is John Klingberg on power play one. We know that Morgan Riley doesn't shoot the puck from the blue line on the power play. We know yeah. he's facilitating, you know, pa- the passing down low, and and you're never going to get that threat from that big bomb. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I think our power play, I don't want to say has been missing because yes, at the same time, the results have been there, yeah. but we've seen the power play go cold in the playoffs when the penalty kill from the other team kind of just boxes low yeah, yeah. and they leave Riley up there yep. with a lot of space. Cause they yeah. know that bomb's not coming. Mm-hmm. That's what John Klingberg changes for me. And yet he is, you know, kind of atrocious defensively. <laughs> um, hopefully, hopefully he's playing third pairing minutes, but then again on power play one, because that's the value he brings. And I think that's for me, something I've been kind of like, dying for for a while here so i'm excited for a nice little bomb from the point sure no i i totally get that i and i do I, I do understand the idea that even though we do have a good power play in the first place can it get better well yeah absolutely can and i think what it can definitely provide is a change of pace if morgan riley's really good he like we all remember the playoffs morgan riley was uh, white hot like just sensational like one of the best players mm-hmm. every day no problem at all but during the regular season, we were, let me let me take you back a year where we we're all like, oh, man, I don't know about this guy. This guy yeah. kind of there were some things that were said. <laughs> oh, there were some definitely things. We got to bury those texts somewhere where they, you know, they wherever Jimmy Hoff is. That's where the texts are going to go, because we we love Morgan Riley now. Big fans. But we oh, might- I remember 
Yeah, I remember saying midway through the Tampa series last year that, like, I forgive him for everything. I don't care what he does <laughs> going forward. I'm in. I'm totally in. But, you know, what? that might have been an argument for overextending himself, where he's doing he's doing the penalty kill. He's doing the power play. He's also the top minutes defenseman. He is, you know, like, and so if somebody else can give him a below, that's that's all that's all we need. So, yes, it can get better. Top five, it can always be number one if the Oilers don't exist. So let's go with number two. Yeah, if, if, <laughs> if Connor McPower play doesn't exist. Um <laughs> Taking John Klingberg's place in the top four, though, is I think kind of the guy I really want to talk about going into the season. The guy I, I really want to see take the next step, and I think everyone's ready for him to take the next step is Mr. Timothy Liljegren. Yeah, like yeah, this is a guy who is you know kind of been on the outside looking in every sort of year, but this is the year that we're hoping he comes in and he plays top four minutes, and he is. A staple. I, I don't know if it's going to be Jake McCabe as his partner the whole year. That's what it's looking like it's going to start like. But, I mean, what Keith has said about Lilligren, he's saying he's been excellent from day one in yeah. camp. I mean, he's he takes stock in an A however you'd like. But when, you know, the bigger guys are to the lineup in the preseason – Timmy's rocking that A. A, I know. That shocked me. Ooh. That shocked me. That was surprising. But, like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. I know. Cool. Let's see it. Let's let's see the jump. Um, he if he takes that next step, then I think this defense is going to be, be a lot better than people think they're going to be. Yeah, yep. that's our weakness this year going to the year. But I think it. it I don't want to say it weighs on Timothy Lilligren's shoulders because like I, that's that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I think we overstate. I would that like sometimes. to see him make that next step where yes, he is just your t- a top four defenseman, and there's no more in and out of the lineup with Timothy Lilligren. No, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I, I, you know, like if he takes a step forward, man, that is just some gravy. Like he was a very acceptable player last year. Yes, there is absolutely areas where it, they can take a step forward, but he was a very okay player. He can be a lot better. He was a former number one draft pick and uh first round draft pick, excuse me. And so like, I just, the, it's in him to do that and then to give him the opportunity with the A and, you know, I will say on top of that, and it will be a topic for a future episode, him and Jake McKay, both just both of them big year. Like that is, that's another player where like, there's an mm-hmm. opportunity there for, there's a very specific role that we need him to fill. It's inside of him. He needs to work on it. And Lilligren's getting the exact, exact same example. So like, I love that they're given the opportunity. I, you know, Sheldon has also pl- uh, coached him for years now. So I think if yeah. anybody knows him, it's going to be Sheldon. So, uh, yeah, just Shelby also- knows a lot of the fellas. Shelby's <laughs> been with a lot of the fellas for, for a long time. We were just talking about this with John Schneider and the Jays and stuff like that, that he coached them, a lot of them in the minors and now is the coach of the Jays and he's coaching yeah. again. It's just exact same thing as Sheldon. And some people think that's a negative. I, I can't imagine how that's a negative that you knew them when they were 18 and they were little deer in the big city. And oh, that's like a negative. That. Andrew, that's a negative. Are you kidding How is that? What am I missing I'm here? Kidding. What am I missing? I just like, you know, like, oh, your lifelong friends. Oh, you and your lifelong friend. Oh, that's bad. No, he's not going to listen to you because you're lifelong friends. Like they get the hell out of here. I think Leafs Nation sees or, or the, the angry side of that is because of Dubas and keith coming up together and a oh lot of okay people, with with dubis's infatuation with former sue Graham. sue yeah the sue. it's like you know what i mean you're you're just like i i get why that's the narrative but yeah there's there's no there's no actual negative in no <laughs> i mean coaching the following, that's ridiculous uh, speaking it. of ridiculous yep um i think we have to touch on this the okay. william nylander uh, extension or not yeah, extension yeah, yeah. because you know everyone wants to have their own opinion on this and overreact about this. Mm. Um, Andrew, you go first and then I'll go. 
I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't have an issue. It's not a three alarm fire because he's not signed going into the year. I will say this is tempered quite a bit because Matthews has signed. It's a number in which I think most people with half a brain are pretty okay with. And so we're like, oh, good. We have the prime years of our, you know, best player. That's really good. And then Nylander, you know, had an amazing year last year, but for some still have, I don't know, question marks, which I think is kind of insane. So that number and where that range in which he will sign for eventually is yet to be settled. So they want to see some more. I am okay with him not signing. That is totally fine. And I also fear and dread, and I can feel the anticipation that like the hairs on the back of my neck standing up because they're going to be like, you know what, the deadline, should we trade him? And you go, give me a break. No, you stupid idiot. He is an amazing player and he should be playing on the Toronto Maple Leafs no matter what happens, but he'll, he'll sign later. And I, that does not worry me in the least. How about you? Yeah. I mean, the frustrating thing was, was seeing things written. And that's basically like, Oh, well we didn't sign him before training camp. So he's going to be traded at some point this year. Yeah. 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 I mean, we could have signed him before training camp. We could sign him next week. We could sign him in the winter, in the spring, next summer, early next summer. Like there is a lot of time. And I think, it would be one thing to be worried if nothing was said, but mm-hmm. Brad True Living has come out and said it is a priority to sign William Nylander. William Nylander has come out and said, what is the rush? I've got one more year. Yes. I want to only play here. And I love it, yeah. And something that I don't think people think about, William Nylander has had a well-documented friendship with David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins. Yep. What did David Pasternak do? Okay, he waited, he played that final year, and he signed in the spring for eight years. Yeah, William Nealander is not getting David Pasternak money, but I can see him taking that advice from his friend and saying, yeah, if I'm going to maybe be playing center this year and I score 40 goals again and over 80 points, then hell yeah, I can command the high nines, maybe 10. Totally. I think that's what Willie's thinking, but this is a conversation for way down the road, and I think just everyone needs to relax and enjoy number 88. Yeah. In the blue and white, because God <laughs> damn, it's beautiful. It's, it's so good. And this is just a very classic, you know, Leafs baghead, Toronto Sun nonsense argument. And it, honestly, is the reason why we started this podcast is because when th- there'll be like a four game winning streak sometime, like in like December, and they're like, hey, they're playing really well. And people just look around and go, so Neilander hasn't signed yet. Isn't that weird? And you're like, oh, for fuck's sakes, like everyone relax. It's just when, when things are going too well, we got to start uh, turning the screws a little bit. And this is a really good use of it. And I, I have no time for it. Yeah, zero time. No, um, zero it's time. egregious, Andrew. It's egregious. This is egregious! Oh, it is egregious? This is egregious! Yeah. This is egregious. Okay, we're going to get into This is Egregious, a segment we're going to be doing on every single episode. Yes. I mean, as we all know, Leaf Nation is no stranger to exaggeration or overreaction. Mm. You know, I found myself saying an egregious thing from time to time about the <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. But this segment is to highlight how ridiculous and how egregious Toronto media can get and why it's silly nanny, why it's <laughs> hogwash. Oh. Um, so I'm going to go first. Yep. Can we just temper the Easton Cowan talk for uh, a, a hot second? Yeah. Yes, it's fantastically encouraging that he is having a great camp. That's all I'm taking from <laughs> This is an 18-year-old yep. who was drafted a couple months ago and everyone was talking everyone outside of Toronto was talking about oh how this was a reach you know a reach, this, yep. this kid was ranked in the 80s of prospects like why was he going in the first round him coming and playing well and having a great training camp is just so encouraging and and that's all I want to take from it 
Stop saying that this kid is going to make the team. Stop saying that this kid is is the next first round steal that's going to mm-hmm. now come to the lineup. And oh, when someone struggles, why isn't Easton Cowan in the lineup? Yeah. You're putting too much pressure on a kid who's 18 years old, a kid who's a few years away. He's going to be playing for London this year, the entire year. The OHL, yeah. The OHL. So yeah, I'm I'm really encouraged. I'm really happy. Obviously, you want to see the young guys do well. Let's just pump the brakes a bit. Okay? Yeah, let's. I know. You know. Now that we've lost Matthew Nyes uh, for the great, great hope machine, uh, I think we need the new filler. Who's Who's next up? Easton. Oh, Easton Cowan. Perfect. So next time you're right. Exactly. It's going to be you know Nick Robertson not doing anything. Easton Cowan. Here we go. Time to do this. Um, which we'll get to Nick Robertson too. Being 22 years old, just there. It's the post. They, like it, they talk about now. him like he's 40 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wasted town. He's gone. Yeah. Nick Robert, there's a lot more left in the tank for Nick <laughs> Robertson. <laughs> also, we should try and trade him. Yeah, we should try and trade him when he's at his absolute lowest value. That makes a ton of sense. Oh, God, it just drives me crazy. But yes, Easton Cowan, can't wait for him to be a Toronto Maple Leaf in 2025. Um, all right, so, you know, like, just everyone needs to chill. My This is Egregious is, it's so funny, when we start doing this podcast, you start looking around at other, uh, other entertainment around other teams, and you start thinking about all these fans that really love their team. Uh, you know, we get a lot of Toronto Maple Leafs talk because the Toronto Maple Leafs are the center of the universe and, uh, you know, they're the most important team in hockey, obviously. But you start looking around to see <laughs> what other, what are, how do other people talk about their teams? Can I talk to you about my new least favorite people? Ottawa Senators fans. <laughs> I, they're your new least favorite people? Okay, there's a new generation <laughs> of them and they are annoying as the old generation. I, this new media thing of just like podcasts, I can't, I understand there is a David and Goliath to this all. The Toronto Maple Leafs are or Goliath, which I know dies at the end of the story, which actually, you know, has been very true at the end of the last couple of years too. But do you want to go for the big guy? I totally get that. But everyone needs to chill out. It is the preseason and everyone needs to relax about like, <laughs> oh, ooh, we got you last week. And you're like, last week? What the hell? Are you? Oh, at the preseason game? Do they, do they teak the record? Who the hell cares? What was my, what was the preseason record last year? I have no idea. But you know who does care? Bad teams, bad organizations. So I'm just going to let David's little slingshot just kind of uh, glancing blow and just go like, okay, I'm not going to worry about you anymore. Because Ottawa Senators fans, enjoy not making the playoffs again this year. Wow. How about that? Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Agreed. That's fair. No, that's fair. Yeah, Yeah. I I mean... Ottawa's, you know, there's a lot of those bubble teams this year yeah. um, that are supposed to take that next step. You know, the Ottawa's, the Buffalo's, the maybe the Detroit's. Detroit, yeah. But, okay, okay. It's preseason. Yeah. Why don't we, give me your eight playoff teams from the East going into this season that we can look Ooh. back at come playoff time and see how how uh, wrong we both were. Oh, yeah. Well, this will be tremendously good, especially after I just uh, called people out. Uh, okay, so I think we can go off the easy ones here. I think we can go with the Leafs, the Panthers, Hurricanes, Devils, let's go with Rangers, okay? That's what I think the core teams are. I think that are like, that's a pretty uh, understood thing. Now we start getting into the other ones where we don't know if people are going to make it anymore. Do the Bruins take a large step back? I still, you know, kind of like the Ottawa Senators not make the playoffs and then I have to... uh, I have to guess that they'll make it. I'm going to go with the Bruins make the playoffs because they always make the playoffs. And until they don't, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take them to make the playoffs. So that will be seven. No, six. I'm at six, six now. Thank you. I'm six. I am going to take the Penguins. 
maybe it's just Doobie Love. Uh, maybe it's you know they're trying their best with uh, the new the new addition with Eric. But I I still believe it, it comes down to goaltending. You know, so we'll see what kind of happens with that. But I'm going to take the Penguins. Um, and then the last one. This is a tough one. I, I agree with you that it's kind of one of the up and coming guys. I am not going to take the Islanders because I do not like the Islanders. So I'm going to be taking the Red Wings. Uh, I think you could see what they're Whoa. building there. And if a couple of guys take a step forward, you could absolutely see a late round uh, or or a lower pick into the playoffs here. So wait, in your in your world, the Tampa Bay Lightning missed the playoffs. Yes. Wow. I think this is uh, – it's a house of sand right now. I think this is collapsing from the inside. And we could kind of talk about the injury that – that the big one that may, might give them a two-month two hole or a two-month uh, back start here a little bit. Yeah. Vasilevsky up for two months. That team really rel- – I know goaltending is the most important thing. That team really relies mm-hmm. on that goaltender to do a lot. And the injuries are already starting to mount. You got that – you had the Steven Stamkos thing with the uh, with oh, Griswold. Yeah, the con- the controversy. Now that's a controversy. If Adam Nylander came out and said we haven't had any dialogue and I'm disappointed, then yeah, light oh. the fucking Scotiabank Arena on fire because <laughs> oh my god, I'm losing my mind. But yeah, that's that's more of a something. That yeah, that is more of a something. I, I couldn't, when that came out and everyone's like, oh, interesting. I'm like, oh, you're so lucky you play in Tampa Bay. If it was in Toronto, yeah. absolutely. They, they, yeah. The reporters would be beating down the doors right now, like zombies in The Walking Dead. So, okay, so that's interesting. Detroit yep. gets in over Tampa. Wow. I'm going to be pretty boring, and I'm going to say okay. the exact same playoff teams from last year, except switch out the Islanders with the Penguins. I think okay. it would be... I can't discount the Bruins until I see it. I can't discount the Lightning until I see it. And Florida just showed me too much in the playoffs that they got to return. Like it, I I don't know how they don't. Uh, That team looks really good and finished really strong. Toronto, and that's going to be it from from the Atlantic. So apologies to Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit, and uh, of course fucking montreal and uh <laughs> good luck with yeah that one. from the metro carolina new jersey the rangers and the penguins get in on the islanders just yeah. because i mean the penguins are kind of fun to watch we've we've kind of grown up with that generation and, and seeing mm-hmm. what eric carlson will do over there is kind of exciting so we'll see if that if that takes some money a little bit of a run well there you go okay yeah absolutely next week we'll do the western conference because i'm that's another one where they're near, near the bottom you get really interesting so the leafs are home to montreal tonight Obviously, this game is going to be done by the time anyone listens to this this yeah. episode. But uh, it looks like we're going to get closer to our opening day lineup, which is exciting. We're seeing kind of what Sheldon is thinking. Obviously, there are a few injuries, so you know, take it as it is, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. the one thing that jumps out to me is that fourth line: Noah Gregor, David Kampf, and uh, Ryan Reeves. I think Ooh. that's probably going to be our fourth line on a good chunk of the nights here. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it, a very yeah, it's a very interesting fourth line. You know what? I, I, I like it because Noah Gregor has speed that that literally makes you go, wow, he's fast. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You go forward <laughs> in your seat and you're like, wow, who's that? He's fast. Um, it's the same kind of thing that Mikheyev did where you're like, whoa, that guy's fast. Yeah, yeah. You, we, yeah. And it's Next level fast. You don't – everyone's fast, right? They're all fast. And and mm. yet there's one guy on the on the ice that you're like, holy shit, who's that guy? Uh, and especially on the fourth line when, it's been there, when they're matching up on fourth line minutes, you really can make a difference there, especially when they're going to be a shutdown line or a defensive pair line, hypothetically, that you can get a breakout. Uh, so that that's uh, – I don't know. There's a lot of good players that can make this team. No Gregor playing fourth line is surprising, but interesting. It's interesting. I think that speed will be there to balance out the uh, lack of speed coming from the other side of yeah. the ice in Ryan yeah. Reeves. Um, 
But I mean, again, this lineup is going to get juggled. I don't think Reeves is going to be playing in 75% of the games, maybe 60% of the games, who knows? Um, But yeah, we, we don't know because we don't know what the final roster is going to look like. Uh, (laughs) We've got a couple preseason games left. You've got Thursday home to Detroit Saturday in Detroit, the preseason finale. And then uh, we are ready to go October 11th against Montreal. The season kicks off uh, and I mean, that's when it all kind of starts, man. Oh, I know. I, I'm so, I'm so, so excited. You know, it's, it's funny. We're looking at that lineup. You're right. Cause you know, with Matthews being back and we're looking at where, where everyone's going to be. Tavares on the third line. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what's going to happen with that one. Nylander Domi Robertson is a line that you're, oh, that is so exciting. It is. It's hard. Exciting, not to, but also like defensively, you're like, oh my goodness. Oh yeah. It's a nightmare. Domi, we can't stress enough. If we talked to a Klimberg off top about just being a bad defensive player, the Domi numbers for defensively are uh, just really atrocious and so he has to have some protection uh you think hypothetically and then you look at the lineups and you're like Nylander and Robertson eh hmm okay I mean I, I don't know if that's gonna be Robertson that might be Kelly Yarncroft that's yeah. probably my guess um I just think you know they wanted to be deeper down the middle obviously the Ryan O'Reilly departure was something that I think threw them off a little mm-hmm. bit and that's why because I think everyone was kind of thinking last year that John Tavares was it was like next year he's going to the wing. Yeah, that's what's happening. Um, and now with Nylander kind of getting committed to center for who knows how long this is going to last. Hopefully a long time. Yeah. When when you got the three of them, you know, yeah. down the middle, that's like oh baby, that's nice and deep. It's like okay, I I, I don't mind because you're like, what is the second line? What is the third line? That that is. You know, the, well, who ca- who know who cares? Like it's, exactly, it, it's an argument only in, in like in name only. You know what I mean? It's kind of like if you know in basketball, a six man sometimes plays more than some of the starters. It's like, well, exactly it's the, the idea of a starter. And like we keep talking about, you know, Sheldon Keefe is the jester. He's the juggler. He moves these things around mid game. So it is feels like fodder just for argument when you're like, oh, he's a third liner, and he's like, well, he's getting more mm-hmm. time than the second winger. So like, why is it? You know, but. It is something to at least think about and monitor it. We'll probably talk more in general with like playing time or uh, time on the ice instead of actual starting lineups. Yeah. I like uh, in like opening day or opening night when you start looking at all these new numbers and you're like, okay, wait, who's that again? Yeah. Who's that yeah. again? Like Domi, you'd think 28, but no, he's wearing 11. Like yeah. that kind of threw me off. I would have thought maybe he'd, he'd go take his dad's number. I have this weird thing. Uh huh. Like one of my like leaf quirks is like, I feel like I can. If you give me a player, I can tell you their number from anyone that I grew up watching. I okay. think. Okay. Okay. What, you want me? Okay. Here, let me try you. Let me try you. Let me try you. Uh, this could go. This could backfire horribly. Go ahead. <laughs> Aki Berg. Eight. Easy. <sighs> nice. Okay. Wow. That's easy. This is going to be very good when I start going like Matt Sundin. Um. Okay. Let's go. With Kyle Wellwood. Forty-two. I had a Kyle 42. Wellwood jersey, and then I ripped off the Wellwood name when he left, and I was like, "Well, it's a nameless Bozak." It's a nameless Bosa. Yeah, one of my many. Oh man, th- there should be a whole section on the horrible jerseys I've I've purchased down the road. I had a Vesa Toscala jersey. Wow. Yeah, Vesa I had a, John- a Johnny Bernier jersey. Oh boy. Oh, you know yeah, I will say Kyle to Lowood, be to be fair, Joffrey if Lupo. you if you oh Joffrey Lupo, holy shit, Joff the charts, man. Off the charts, Joff the charts. Holy smokes! Yeah, you got you're like the kiss of death. Who do you have now? Well, no, now I've got like, I was like, okay, smarten up. Now I yeah. got a couple Matthews Martin Jones? and Nylander. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, give me, give me another player. I, I, we've done two. Give me, give me three more. We'll see how I do at a five. So okay, so from our, so late 90s, early 2000s on, right? Or yeah, yeah, late 90s, early 2000s on. 
I'm okay. 32 years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go with Ed Belfort. 20. Yeah, I know. That's kind of easy because he's the yeah. same number everywhere. But uh, okay, let's go with, uh, oh, what was his name? Oh, let's go with Ron Hazy. Two. Two. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You yeah. really are good. I'm going to start preparing harder ones. We're going to do one this more. One more. One more. One more. If I can go five for five. Yeah. Uh, okay. How about uh, Nick Antrobuff? 80. Okay. It's 80. But yes. funny story. Okay. When he first came up with the Leafs, he was nine. And then he switched to 80. Jesus. Okay. You are good. I was trying to get you and- on one here. I love that Nick Antropov is still on the staff. Like he's he is. still with the team. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I do. I think that's. I think that's so awesome because he was not like he was not a bad player, and we, uh, you know, just forgotten real fast. Oh, Matt Sundin on either side, Alexei Ponikarovsky number twenty three, and Pony. Nick Antropov on the other side. Remember the two pylons? <laughs> the that's, two, that's what we used to call them. <laughs> the two pylons. Oh my god. Yeah, it's uh, between your jersey collection and your an absolute uh, savant when it comes to naming numbers. I think we got a good good amount of uh, resource here to tap into. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's my one <laughs> skill in life is obscure lease numbers. All right, yeah, the number savant. I think that is <laughs> all the time we have today. Um, if you made it this far, we appreciate the hell out of all you good buds. Thank you so much for listening. We're gonna have episodes out every single Tuesday from here on out. Uh, can't wait to get going. Can't wait to have a great season. And uh, yeah, go least go, Andrew. Go least go. You can follow us on Twitter at GoodBudsPod. Any questions you'd like us to answer on the podcast, you can send to GoodBudsPod at gmail.com. The song you're listening to is Adelaide by Taylor Whitaker of Bad down. Friend. Adelaide is available wherever you find music. Mexico. I hope you feel better like you wanted to then. I know we haven't talked. I know we haven't talked in a while, but my hands have missed the feel of your cold black hair. Styles Productions. Get into it!